1: What's going on everybody welcome back to the dfsog's podcast presented by our friends over at FanDuel. i am your host beer as always joined by my boys notorious and head chopper breaking down the week 11 slate uh, guys how we doing nodo let's start with you uh basketball golf football this guy does it all chop so uh, we appreciate him uh taking some time here to join us nodo how we doing brother
2: yeah doing well and uh finally had a good week of dfs so uh definitely feeling a little bit better than the last few weeks Uh, All thanks to Ramondre Stevenson um, and the other cheap running backs. Uh, I ended up playing a lot of Mark Ingram and DeAndre Johnson, but uh, I decided to roll out the three-cheap running back lineup uh, with Stevenson. That really helped me. The rest of my lineup didn't really do much, but um, that was really all I needed. And then, uh, yeah, finally quit Jacoby Myers. Scores a touchdown. I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) Called it, though. You said last week, I'm hopping off, so he's probably going to score. And I said, Chop, let's hop on board. So I did have a little bit of Jacoby Meyer. He didn't break the slate or anything, but finally that that monkey off (laughs) his back. But uh, those cheap running backs uh, were certainly the key to victory last week. So uh, glad you were on that. Uh, I had them three kind of mixed and matched. I didn't put them all in one lineup together, but uh, that was the key to victory last week. And we're going to have some more cheap running backs uh, to talk about here in week 11. But let me bring in Chop. Uh, Chop, how are we doing, my man? Was your week 10 as good as Derek's over here?
3: Doesn't sound like it. It sounds like he won some money. I, I, I broke even. And I broke even uh, basically because uh, of the cheap running backs doing well in garbage time. I didn't have them. So I was on Ramondre and and some other guys, uh, lesser owned. And, and I was doing really well. And then the fourth quarter's rolled around of those games. And Ingram's getting some piling up points and... uh and Dearness is getting straight garbage time. And all of a sudden, everybody's catching up to me. So I ended up breaking even. But uh, you know, for a while there, was doing all right.
1: Uh, we got Josh Duck already in the chat hanging out. So Josh, what's up? My man said he didn't worry about ownership this weekend. And he won some of his money back. So I'd love to hear that. So th- those running backs were high-owned. But uh, that's the one position uh, you worry about the least uh, is at running back. So uh, good to hear, Josh. If you guys are out in the chat, uh, you want to sound off on anything, Uh, Please feel free. We'll we'll try to keep up with your questions there. Uh, As we go along, we also want to tell you again about our DFS OGs contest over at Fandle. So Fandle.com slash OG. Uh, That's where you go to find all the information. You're not going to find this sitting in the lobby. I've had a lot of messages. How do I find this thing? Fandle.com slash OG. Everything you need right there. Uh, You enter your lineup right there. Just say $7 buy-in here. And it's a single entry tournament. There's only 500 spots available in this thing. So let's fill this baby up. Go go right now. Uh, while you're listening, take a second. FanDuel.com slash OG. You go down. All you got to do is reserve your spot. Don't even have to fill in a lineup. You can come back uh, and do that after you hear all the analysis or any time all the way up until Sunday. There's also the season-long leaderboard there, which we love this aspect of this tournament. Makes it very unique uh, in DFS, kind of combining the best of DFS with a single-entry uh, low-dollar buy-in plus a chance to win some season-long prizes. So $10,000 in additional prizes added into this prize pool, $5,000 to the winner at the end, and only your top 10 scores will count uh, in this thing. So if you played each and every week, great, continue to plug away. If you're new, you haven't played yet, hey, jump in. It's still not too late to take down some prizes, not to mention there still are prizes each and every week like a normal tournament on FanDuel. So a lot of benefits to playing in this thing. Plus, you get to play against the three of us. A lot of other Roto-Grinders personalities in this tournament. Uh, everyone's favorite, Dean, uh, db 730s in this thing. We've seen JMB Wing fan playing. So uh, a lot of big names playing in this thing. Uh, and again, only your top 10 scores count. So uh, come and join us over at Fandle.com slash OG. Uh, we will highlight some of the top finishers from last week's tournament here later on in the show. Uh, we'll also take a look at that season-long leaderboard as things are getting getting tight. We're closing in on Thanksgiving, so uh, we'll highlight all the all the big pr- performers uh, in that tournament. But go and secure your entry today uh, and come play against us. So, guys, uh, we'll save the Thanksgiving talk uh, for next week. Uh, we'll record a, a day before Thanksgiving next week, I believe. So uh, we'll get we'll get all the hot takes uh, on the latest food things like that. Our Thanksgiving plans. Uh, this week, I want to jump right into things here. We got a lot of games to cover uh, on this slate here this week. So let's get started uh, with Buffalo and in Indianapolis. Uh, we have Buffalo minus seven and a half here at home, total at 50 and a half. All of these spreads uh, in totals coming to you courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, make sure you check them out uh, on the Sportsbook as well. It's not just DFS, uh, Sportsbook, Casino, uh, lots of great offerings there over at FanDuel. So Derek, I want to start with you. Uh, Buffalo got things rolling last week. uh, Got things uh, on track, uh, we'll say, against the Jets. Put up some big numbers. Uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, the big stories there, uh, putting up huge performances. Uh, The Colts kind of struggled a little bit. Your your Jaguars uh, were in that game, had a chance, uh, all the way down to the last second. So uh, what do you got in this game here? Uh, Jonathan Taylor been a man on a mission. Uh, This is a tough mission, though, going against this Buffalo defense. So. Uh, do you trust him here in this spot? Uh, do we go back to Allen and Diggs? Uh, and then what do we do with Buffalo's running backs? Easy to kind of just dismiss that now uh, with Matt Breida in the mix as well. So uh, lots of possible options here, Derek. What are you seeing, Buffalo in Indianapolis?
2: Yeah, a lot of uh, interesting plays in this one for sure. My um, fate of Jonathan Taylor, man, I was pretty scared in that first half. He had over 20 fantasy points. I think he finished with like 27. So um, the cheap running backs ended up being better on a point-for-dollar basis. But you mentioned that he's been Incredible. Uh, This is a really tough spot. you know. Pretty sizable underdogs on the road. Buffalo is third in DVOA against the run. So uh, I think the volume will be there, but um, I'm not sure if I can pay this price for him. I have a little bit more interest in the passing game, but Pittman might get the Tredavious White coverage. So yeah, I don't know what to do uh, on the Colts side. Um, Wentz isn't a quarterback that I love to play. He's always cheap and he always rates out well on the point per dollar basis, but doesn't really have a lot of uh, rushing upside. So Don't have a ton of interest in Indy. Uh, And then we know what to do with Buffalo. I mean, Allen's uh, one of the better quarterback options of the slate. Diggs finally went over 100 yards and caught a touchdown last week. So don't mind going right back to that. Uh, We know Indy, they like to keep everything in front of them. So I think this could be a a really good spot for Diggs, maybe even for Cole Beasley as well. And then for my bet, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I think they take care of business at home.
1: I also like Buffalo here. I I just, the Colts don't match up very well with this defense. You mentioned some of the matchups uh, with Pittman, uh, Taylor against this rushing D. I could see them just kind of stacking the box, making Carson Wentz uh, and company beat them through the air. Uh, I just think the Colts are a little bit overrated here. So it's a big number, uh, but I like Buffalo here to to roll and the passing game uh, should find success. The the Colts have struggled against quarterbacks uh, and wide receivers here. So Ah, uh, two for two on the Bills. Chop. Uh, what do you got in this from Buffalo and Indianapolis.
3: Yeah, I. Uh, the DFS aspect of it is I'm um, similar to Derek. It's it's a big it's a bigger total, but it's kind of like it's a little bit ugly there. I don't know if I want to play the Colts guys on the road in that environment against a pretty good defense. And Then uh, on the flip side, Allen's always in play. I think Diggs is in play. And you can sprinkle in some of those other wide receivers. I certainly wouldn't touch the running back. So it's a nice total, but nothing really jumps off to me DFS wise. But uh, as far as the pick, I cannot put this one on the parlay card. I cannot because I'm actually kind of thinking the opposite of you guys. I'm looking at Indian and what their games this year, like even the ones they've lost. Most of them have been really highly competitive and they've come down to the end. So I think they're a pretty decent team that's getting better and better every week. And, and uh, Buffalo, certainly not invincible. They've shown that. So I think they can hang within this spread here. So I'm going to take Indy with the, uh, with the points.
1: All right, let's go to our next game. Uh, Another big spread here, Houston and Tennessee. We have the Titans minus 10 at home, a 44 and a half on the total. So a chop. will stay with you here, Houston, you know the story with Houston. It's, do you want to play Brandon Cooks or not? So, so that's the first question. Uh, Tennessee side, sounds like we may get some more Deontay Foreman here. Uh, added last week, saw some work right away. So uh, is he the guy? Is Peterson the guy? Is it a stay away? Uh, I like A.J. Brown. Is kind of a bounce back here this week. Uh, really struggled last week. Uh, Marcus Johnson uh, ended up having the big game. So uh, he's still cheap across the industry. Uh, so chop mostly Tennessee here, clearly. Do you trust Brandon Cooks, and where on the Titans do you want to go in this one?
3: Uh, For Houston, the only guy. The only guy I trust is Brandon Cooks, and I think he can get there like he did. The first part of the year is all garbage time, so uh, he's fine. He's got a lot of outs in this game, so Brandon Cooks is fine. That's the only guy I like over there on the Tennessee side. Yeah, man. I am not. I don't think I'm going to chase Deontay for him, even though he looks like he's kind of taking control of the backfield. It doesn't mean very much. He just doesn't seem to have a lot of juice in those legs. So I'm kind of out on his backfield. I think Tannehill's a fine play. I think A.J. Brown's a fine play. Hit up one of those other receivers uh, for a value if you really need it. We'll, we'll get into some other games and see if we can find some, some better value than that. But uh, Marcus Johnson's fine at that price tag. Uh, as far as this game and the spread in total – yeah, I'm gonna stick with uh, I'm gonna stick with the the thing I've been doing all year, which is fading Houston because I think they're terrible. So give me Tennessee with with the points here.
1: I like Tennessee as well here in this one. Uh, the last couple road games for Houston: nine points, five points, three points, zero points. So uh, I think I bet over uh, on all of those, thinking, ah, Houston will score some points here and and it'll cruise by the total. Uh, they've just been struggling, and I know Tyrod will, will help that, but. Uh, Tennessee, even without Derrick Henry, uh, I think they control this game. The defense been playing a little bit better. Uh, I agree. I'm going to go with the Titans here, uh, laying laying the points. So, uh, Derek, does this one get added to the parlay? Haven't been many parlays here over the last few weeks. Uh, Are we taking a step in that direction here with this one?
2: This is getting added to the parlay card for all the reasons you guys mentioned. Don't trust Houston on the road. Uh, Tennessee, even without um, you know Derrick Henry, they've been playing well. So I like them to cover the ten. DFS-wise, like you guys mentioned, I'm not trusting this backfield just yet. Deontay Foreman might be the guy moving forward, but last week we still saw, you know, a pretty even timeshare between the three of them. Um, So I'll take a wait-and-see approach for now. It's a spot where I think A.J. Brown could get there in the first half, Um, so I'm not letting the big line scare me off of him. I like the price point. Love the upside, love the matchup. Um, And then the other side, you guys mentioned Cooks. I mean, I'm always fine with Cooks, but – Ah, oh, man, just never feels great clicking his name. I, I don't know why. Um, He ends up getting a lot of garbage time production, and that's certainly possible in this one. Um, but I just don't really love the game as a whole. I'll probably just play a lot of Tennessee defense.
1: All right, next game we got New Orleans and uh, Philadelphia. This one's kind of swung here. It Started out New Orleans as a favorite. Now we're sitting Philadelphia. Minus one and a half total. Uh, pretty low here at 43 and a half. So, uh, Derek, we'll stay with you. Obviously, we're waiting on the status of, of Alvin Kamara. Uh, Mark Ingram uh, was pretty good last week uh, in his steed, uh, but Kamara, obviously a big boom uh, to that offense. Uh, Philadelphia, it sounds like there's a chance Miles Sanders uh, could be back this week. I think it's a, an outside chance, but uh, they did uh, d- did activate him uh, and that 21-day window now opens uh, and they are saying it's a possibility. So that, that just becomes even more of a mess here. So uh, anything in this game, low total, kind of ugly. Uh, do we trust Jalen Hurts here against a tough defense? Uh, Devonta Smith is going to match up with Lattimore, uh, Goddard questionable as well. So a, a lot of questions uh, here, Derek. Any he answers uh, with New Orleans and Philadelphia?
2: This is probably one of my least favorite games from a DFS standpoint. You know, Jalen Hurts had those two down weeks and bounced back with a big week uh, last week, but tough matchup against the Saints. They're good against the pass. They're good against the run. Uh, they can give pressure on the quarterback and. Don't really want to pair him up with his receivers. You mentioned Devontae Smith being locked up against Lattimore. Don't love that. Um, Goddard's banged up a little bit. So uh, pretty much a full pay for me on the Eagles. Uh, even if uh, Sanders ends up being out, uh, we saw Howard Scott and Gainwell all play over 30% of the snaps last week. And then the Saints side, yeah, it's just going to be the running back. If it's Kamara, I'll have a little bit of interest there. If it's Ingram, uh, I'll definitely play him again at that price point. But you just can't trust this passing game right now. And for my pick, oh man, it feels gross, but it just seems too low. I'm going to take the over, and even though I want to take the under, it feels too low.
1: Uh, let's go to you. I, I'm with Derek. There's not much I like in this game. I, I think if Kamara plays, uh, he's in play. I'm intrigued by Hurts, but I think there's a lot of other options at the quarterback position where you don't have to go that route. Uh, who do you pair him with? Uh, the Philadelphia running game is pretty much a no for me now with, with too many miles there. So. Anything here? Any more optimism or are we all kind of on the same page? This one's just kind of ugly this week.
3: Nah, this one's kind of ugly. I will say so. New Orleans, I have no interest in them. It'll be interesting if Kamara comes back, then then he'll stay in my player pool. But I'm you not know, like going out of my way to roster him. If he's not, he's not if he's not there, then I don't have any interest in anybody. For the Philly side, I I do have interest in Devontae Smith as just a one-off. I don't I don't want any of the other guys, but Devontae is interesting just because uh You know, I don't believe in the wide receiver cornerback coverage chart anymore. You know, I don't go by that anymore. And so I'm not worried about the matchup with Lattimore. And even if I was, even if you told me Lattimore was going to try to shadow Devontae one-on-one all game, I would totally be on Devontae because I just don't think that's a a good matchup at all for Lattimore. This guy's fast. He gets separation on literally everybody that I've seen so far in college and the NFL. Just got to throw him the ball so and i think they'll be throwing a little bit more this week so i kind of like Devonte, but uh as far as a bet the game's pretty ugly so i'm taking the under
1: all right uh i'm gonna go with philadelphia here i don't feel strongly about any of the, the totals the lines i like that it's moved in their direction uh, the defense has been playing a little bit better and i still worry about trevor simeon guys uh, you you wait for the wheels to fall off and this could be the week so uh, obviously will help if Camara is back in that lineup, but I like the way Philadelphia is playing right now. So at home, uh, I'll take them minus the one and a half. All right, next game, another ugly one, uh, Miami and the jets, Miami minus three and a half here on the road, uh 45 on the total here, chop. So uh, let's stay with you. Miami, a great win last week against Baltimore. I mean, uh, big underdogs and they pull it out. It was ugly. Uh, jets get throttled uh, by Buffalo. So, Chop, my question here can we trust Miles Gaskin? I mean, we could talk to him in the passing game, and there's some injuries still to be to be determined. Uh, Devontae Parker, I don't think Will Fuller is going to be back. But Miles Gaskin, Chop, is, is averaging about one yard per carry here over the last two games. I'm getting a ton of work uh, in this matchup. Uh, ideal. The Jets have been horrific against running backs this season. 17 rushing touchdowns already rolled. All three of Buffalo's running backs scored touchdowns last week. Uh, can we trust miles gaskin in this spot uh,
3: yo i don't i don't think you can trust him he's a fine gpp option there's gonna always be about 20 running backs that you feel like are decent enough gpp options every week so but i don't trust him though, not at all just because of the bad offensive line you just don't know how it's going to play out so uh I don't know. It's another ugly game for me. Tua's really hot and cold and sometimes he looks good out there and you think he can be a, a franchise quarterback and sometimes he's just terrible. So don't trust him. Waddle Waddle looks really good, but I did read something like the uh, on Twitter the other day how basically the Dolphins tr- gave away what looks like a top five pick, maybe a top five pick, in order to move up to draft waddle instead of wait on Devonte, you know like just, that's just not good gman right there man just uh i don't know i don't know how it's gonna end, end up maybe they don't maybe they go on a run though and then that that's not a top five pick i don't know but uh, uh waddle's okay he looks okay but certainly not as good as Devonte. but uh i don't have a lot of interest in the uh, we just heard today joe is gonna be starting for the yep. jets come on man <laughs> give me a break like so now I don't have to worry about taking any Jets wide receivers here. And what what it does is I was just uh, just getting used to the fact that we could roster uh, some Jets running backs because they were getting some outrageous number of uh, checkdowns with uh, Mike White as their quarterback. Derek probably knows the number, but I heard it last week. But they're getting some 30% target share from Mike White. Well, that takes it off the board because I can assume Joe Flacco is not going to be the checkdown master that Mike White was. So... Kind of eliminates everybody for me on the jet side of having Flacco in there. So I don't like this game for DFS at all. As far as looking at that spread right there, boy, they really had to throw. What's this, Is that three and a half?
1: Yeah, they threw the they hook in on you. They threw the hook
3: in and messed us up, there man. You know. They really did. But I'll tell you what, though. Joe Flacco, that's a bad quarterback.
1: I'm tempted. I'm going to have to ride the Miami wave here. All right, I'm going to go under on this one. Uh, you, you know, we mentioned Flacco. I, I want to like Corey Davis. Uh, I want to like Elijah Moore. but It's really tough with Flacco. You mentioned the running backs chop. Now now we have Tevin Coleman in the mix as well. Uh, so any hope you had for Michael Carter is kind of out the window. Uh, and in Miami, I, I don't disagree. You know, Waddle and Gasecki I, I think, are the guys, especially if Parker is out. Uh, but Gaskin, Derek, same question for you. I want to trust him. Uh, Where do you come out on this Miles Gaskin thing uh, and the rest of this game, Miami and the Jets?
2: Yeah, Gaskin's a tough one. We obviously like the price point. Um, We obviously like the snap share, but I mean, man, uh, this offensive line has been so bad against the Texans. He had 20 carries for 34 yards, Baltimore, 14 carries for 31 yards, Buffalo, 12 for 36. I mean, this guy's averaging two and a half yards per carry the last three games. So, I get it. The matchup's great. Um, The workload should be there. He's fine in tournaments, but not a guy I would certainly trust uh, in cash games. I agree with you guys. I like Waddle. I like Jasicki. Matchup's really good for both of them. And then I have a little bit more faith in uh, old man Flacco. Um, I just think he's going to be decent enough for this team. And uh, good news for the receivers, like you mentioned. Mike White was just dumping it off each and every play. So I think that brings Corey Davis into play, Elijah Moore in, in tournaments as well. And uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll take the home underdog uh, with that hook.
1: All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, this one, interesting, Derek, we we have Washington, Carolina, uh, the big story here. That sounds like Cam Newton uh, taking first team snaps. So it uh, looks like he will be once again, the starting quarterback uh, for the Carolina Panthers and his old coach coming to town, Ron Rivera uh, and the Washington football team. So uh, what does Cam's uh, insertion in the lineup do here? Does this help? D.J. Moore, because he's pretty cheap across the industry, some very low prices. Uh, We saw Robbie Anderson score a touchdown. Does this help or hurt Christian McCaffrey, who uh, did get a lot of targets in that game, but a lot of them came from P.J. Walker. So uh, how has Cam Newton help or hurt this lineup? And then the Washington side dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, McLaurin Gibson, once again, questionable here. So I think they'll be fine to play, but uh, this Carolina defense pretty stout against both of those positions. So. Uh, I'm going to lock my pick in here. I like Carolina. I I think they're underrated. I think Cam will help. Uh, If anything, it's more energy uh, to this offense. But I think Carolina rolls at home here. So uh, DFS-wise, I I do like some cheap shots on more on Robbie. And and CMC, obviously, a no-brainer each and every week. Although, price back to 10000 here on FanDuel, Derek.
2: Yeah, uh, as far as Cam Newton's concerned, I think he's good news for uh, the team's you know ability to win football games. And I think he's bad news for the receivers. We just haven't seen him throw the ball downfield much the last couple of seasons. So I'm downgrading more in Anderson a little bit. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get his work regardless. I mean, he had a ton of touches uh, last week. He ended up playing 59% of the snaps, but uh, basically sat out the whole fourth quarter. So I think he's going to be back to playing you know 80 plus percent of the snaps. He looked great last week. Uh, obviously a pretty good matchup here. So yeah, I like uh, McCaffrey quite a bit. He would be the one guy I'd play um, on that side of the ball. And then you can bring it back with McLaurin. You can bring it back with Ricky Sills jones uh, assuming Logan Thomas is out again. Probably won't be looking to the running backs just because, you know, whenever Washington's an underdog, you always have the the threat that McKissick's going to come in and play all the passing work. So uh, not a a lot of interest uh, on Washington outside of the wideouts. And yeah, I agree with the Beard. I like Carolina at home. I think uh, this team's going to go on a little bit of a run here.
1: All right, we also have Ricky Seals-Jones uh, looking questionable here, Chop. Uh, Curtis Samuels' return to Carolina. So a lot of narratives in this game, but uh, all in all, uh, a pretty lackluster uh, DFS game here, Chop. So uh, same questions. Uh, optimistic about Cam? Pessimistic? What does it do to the receivers? Uh, anything else here you got, Washington and Carolina?
3: Oh, I'm extremely pessimistic about Cam uh, starting for Carolina. Uh, just uh, for Washington, first off, uh, yeah, McLaren probably in play, and, and Gibson. Other than that, I'm not interested in that for Carolina. Derek said this sucks the value out of the wide receivers, and I was ready to, you know, ready for DJ Moore to to, to break out again. He was really good early in the season. he has been kind of off here lately with the quarterback carousel. And uh, that's going to continue to be off, as far as I'm concerned, unless he can catch a short one and take it to the house, and then that'll just make us look foolish. But that's just kind of like variance right there. But th- these receivers are in bad shape now with Cam. He just I don't think he can get the ball to him uh, nearly as well as uh, an NFL quarterback should be able to. It so this is also bad news for Christian McCaffrey because it took about one possession last week. To, saw, to see how it sucks the value some of the value out of McCaffrey. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of snaps, going to get a lot of targets. He's going to run for some yards and catch for some yards, just like last week. But first possession of the game, they get down there at the one-yard line. Cam comes in the game, takes his touchdown from him. Next possession, McCaffrey catches the ball, gets pushed out at the one-yard line. What happens? Next play, Cam gets the touchdown, not McCaffrey. This is this is not good for McCaffrey's uh, overall like ceiling right here to have Cam suck those touchdowns out of him. So uh, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Wish it wasn't happening. But with that being said, we got to deal with it. As far as the spread here, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to give that extra hook to Washington. I think they're uh, came off that bye week and they they're looking a little better, even though they did lose Chase Young. That's a big one. But uh, with Cam at quarterback. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking. I'm taking
1: the under here. All right, under 43 for Chop, uh, Carolina for me and Derek. Next game, San Francisco and Jacksonville. Uh, Derek, we'll get to you and your Jags here in a minute. Chop will stay with you. Uh, San Francisco looked great the other night uh, against the Rams, uh, but Elijah Mitchell dealing with a finger injury here. So we could see uh, a big helping of Jeff Wilson Jr., who looked great, looked explosive uh, on the touches uh, that he got, but – Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, another massive game. Now, he's dealing with a little bit of a shin injury. Uh, Sounds like a day-to-day thing. He should be fine. Uh, Kittle looked great in that game. So uh, a lot of ways you could go with the Niners here. Jacksonville was competitive in that game against Indianapolis, but the continues to be Dan Arnold, Jamal Agnew. It's never the the LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones, Trevor Lawrence show. Uh, James Robinson always seems to get there, but the ceiling pretty low. Uh, so how do you see this one playing out to the Niners roll? Do the Jags say competitive here? And uh, Who are you liking in DFS this week out of this game?
3: Yeah, I got to uh, the San Francisco side's really interesting there. Uh, whoever starts at running back, I think makes for a fantastic running back. They're both underpriced for whoever the stars are going to be. Well, I think Elijah, I think Elijah Mitchell will be okay. It's just a procedure. They sound like he was actually might be back at practice here within a day or two. So if he's, if he's in there at 5,800 against Jacksonville, fi- uh, fire him up. Jeff Wilson, if he's the guy, if, if Mitchell has to sit, Jeff Wilson looks great uh, coming back, and he's, he's going to get the most carries, I think, and he's going to get goal line work. So fire up Jeff Wilson for even cheaper. If Debo looks to be limited, injured a little bit, let's fire up Ayuk. If not, Debo's been Debo, Debo's been a, like a, a best ball winner this year so far. Yeah. He's been incredible, man. So – and then Kittle looks like he's back so this offense I think is going to roll just you know pick your poison Jacksonville uh, obviously not not a good team they look terrible Dan Arnold Dan Arnold could get there in garbage time so he remains in the player pool <clears throat> otherwise it's an ugly it's an ugly team and uh for those reasons I got I got to think San Francisco is about to go on a little bit of a run here and get back in the playoff picture so uh, give me Frisco
1: I'm with you on, on San Francisco's the way to go in DFS. But Derek, I think Jacksonville stays competitive uh, in this game. So tell me if I'm crazy or not. But they, they've stayed in a lot of games this year, and, and maybe they don't have the the, the players to, to actually pull it off. Uh, this also feels like it could be a letdown spot for San Francisco. I mean, coming off that, that big win uh, against the Rams, have a bunch of big games coming up uh, against Minnesota, Seattle. Uh, it just feels like a spot. traveling across the country, early game. I think it could be kind of ugly. I don't disagree with Cha. I like this the San Francisco running back, whoever that is, is the main guy. I- I'm going to be on here. Debo's getting expensive. I, I like Kittle, but I- I'm going with Jacksonville in the points. Feels like they're trying to suck you in with that six and a half. Uh, why isn't it seven? So I- I'm going to I'm going to back your Jags here, Derek. So a- am I crazy or not here to to actually put U.S. dollars on the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six and a half?
2: Uh, I certainly understand the pick for uh, the purpose of this show, but I would not put any U.S. dollars on on the Jaguars. Um, As far as uh, my pick, I don't feel great about either side. You guys both made good points. San Fran, their offense should absolutely roll in this one. I like the running back. I like Debo. I like Kittle. Um, So I think they're going to put up a lot of points. And then, Bear, you made a good point. You know, San Fran, bad loss against the Cardinals, and then they bounce back with a huge win against the Rams. Now go across the country to face a team that – has been competitive. So uh, I get it. I'm just going to take the over. And uh, yeah, Dan Arnold's really the only guy you can look to on the Jags right now. Although it does feel like a James Robinson week's going to pop up uh, one of these weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been solid. It just, the ceiling has not been there, but uh, still getting a ton of work there. So uh, we'll lock in the over for Derek. All right, next game, we got Detroit and Cleveland. Uh, this spread up to 11 and a half uh, in favor of Cleveland. Uh, news that Tim Boyle, took first team snaps. So for the lions today, so uh, we may see a quarterback change and I, I don't know how much worse it can be than, than what Jared Goff has given. So uh, the point is Detroit really wants to run the ball. We saw uh, them really go to a run heavy approach here. Uh, the head coach taking over the play calling duties there uh, with Detroit. So Dan Campbell uh, running the show. We saw Deandre Swift, with 33 carries. We saw touchdowns uh, for Jefferson and the dude, I'm not going to try to murder his name, but, Uh, The point is they want to run the ball here. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Kareem Hunt will not return this week. It was just announced before our show that he is out uh, this week, but trending towards a return. Uh, We'll see if they get Nick Chubb back, Jarvis Landry dealing with some injuries. So, Derek, we'll stay with you here. I think this is another situation. Uh, Whoever the Cleveland running back is is in a great spot here. Uh, And do we trust DeAndre Swift uh, on the other side against this Cleveland defense outside of that? Uh, It's tough to trust anything you like uh, in the passing game for either of these two teams.
2: Yeah, regardless of who starts at quarterback uh, for the Lions, give me the starting running back for the Browns and give me the Browns defense. I think that's one of the better correlation plays of the week. Obviously, prefer it be Dearness Johnson since he's a little bit cheaper, Uh, but he will be a lot higher on too if he ends up being the starter. Um, I do think it's a really good spot for Chubb. And uh, yeah, I think this defensive line is just going to get after the quarterback, especially if they can build a big lead. Um, as for Swift, I mean, the touches are encouraging, but um, a lot of his value early in the season were, was based off dump from Jared Goff. So if it's not Goff under center, I just don't know. I want to take a wait-and-see approach. I generally try to avoid running backs as you know 11 and a half point underdogs on the road. So uh, for me, it's, just, it's all Cleveland, and I want no part of their passing game. I just haven't seen enough from Baker and company. So um, give me Cleveland to cover the big spread, and uh, give me some Chubb and Browns defense for DFS.
1: All right. Quick question, Derek. If Chubb is playing, do you still trust the Ernest Johnson? Is there enough there uh, to put him in a DFS lineup or is that ceiling too capped uh, with Chubb there?
2: For me, running back is always so deep that um, I want my guys to be, you know, 60 plus percent of the snaps. And I just don't think he's going to get there. So I wouldn't go there myself. But if you're building 150, I guess you could include him in a couple.
1: All right, Chop, over to you. Uh, running backs uh, seem to be the story here. So, anything in the passing game? Uh, do you trust that if it's Tim Boyle here, do you trust DeAndre Swift in that volume? Uh, and then, same question: if Chubb is back, uh, is De'Ernest Johnson still enough of a play? Is there still enough meat on that bone?
3: Well, if uh, if Kareem Hunt was active here in this game, and he we weren't worried about injuries, and he was fifty six hundred, I think, I think he would actually be kind of a popular play almost at at 5600 I don't think his price was any anywhere that low. And so uh the Ernest Johnson's kind of like Kareem Hunt light almost. Uh, not not quite as talented, but he's going to get just as just as many snaps and touches I believe cuz you got Chubb coming off an injury. I don't think they'll give him like 100% work. They weren't even doing that like the game prior to him getting hurt when Kareem Hunt has been out. He's still been splitting snaps back there so yeah, I think the I think the is still in play. Uh even if Chubb is back. But with that being said, obviously, Chubb comes back, Chubb looks really really awesome in this spot right here. Swift will be fine. He can get some carries, he can get a bunch of checkdowns again. They really don't have like the receivers are terrible. He has no no choice but to dump down to Swift. So maybe Hawkinson finally uh writes the ship. I don't know. I don't trust it, but it could happen. Just the one guy that nobody mentioned that off the radar Total 150 GPP dart is Jarvis Landry only because, uh, you know, there's a little narrative going on there and I heard him. It might be a little squeaky wheel narrative. Basically. I heard an interview where he's kind of like wondering why he wasn't getting the ball as much. That's all I can do is give the, give the narrative, man. I'm not saying it's going to work or not, but it's there. So float that one around. What do we got here? 11 and a half points. You got 11 and a
1: half and 43 and a half on the total.
3: This is ugly, man. This is a tough one, but uh, I'm not going to lie. Last week was uh, Detroit did me good. I had Detroit, and you you two guys had Pittsburgh, so I was able to gain a, a little double whammy there on you, man. So I appreciate that one. I don't know if I can go to them again, though. <laughs> this is a tough one. So, uh, you know, looking at this, I just, I'm going to take the under here. I just If Cleveland gets rolling, it's going to be on the ground and eat up the clock. I'll take the under.
1: and. Me and Derek are, are blaming Ben Roethlisberger for that one. I mean, we make our pick on Pittsburgh, Ben decides to get COVID, and, and the rest is history. So uh, a little asterisk by that one, but I'm going to go with the Lions here uh, and the points. Uh, I, they've been competitive in, in a lot of games. I mean, y- y- Pittsburgh, sure, it's Mason Rudolph, and uh, they should. nobody wanted to win that game. I mean, it was ugly. Fumbles left and right and missed field goals. Uh, but they get, we're competitive there. They go to, to play the Rams. They're they're competitive in that game. They should have beat Baltimore. Uh, they're competitive uh, in a game against Chicago on the road. Uh, there's just a lot of games that, that they're, they're close and hang out and hang in, and even if it is Tim Boyle, I, again, I don't think it's a big drop-off from what Jared Goff uh, brings to the table. So uh, I think they hang in this game. It's too many points for me, uh, so I'm going to – I'm taking the two worst teams here in Detroit uh, and Jacksonville, but uh, I'm gonna back another underdog here uh, and go with Detroit, uh, plus 11 and a half. All right, next game we got Green Bay and Minnesota. Uh Chop will stay with you here, minus two and a half for the Packers. Uh big total at 49 and a half. So Green Bay, uh, impressive last week, shutting out Seattle. Uh, now travel to Minnesota. So a divisional game here. Uh, these two teams always play a, a, a tough game. And AJ Dillon, uh, obviously the story here. Uh, we will not see Aaron Jones this week. He'll be out a few weeks. So, uh, Chop, how much of a – is A.J. Dillon a must-play? Well, you know, I hate throwing that term around here, but uh, I don't think anyone's ever a must-play, but we'll use the term anyway. Uh, cash games, tournaments, a good matchup here with Minnesota. Uh, and then what are we doing on the other side? We saw a big game from Justin Jefferson once again. Uh, Dalvin Cook has yet to have that massive game. So, very intriguing game here, Chop, but A.J. Dillon. Ah, uh, cash games tournaments. Uh, do we just load up on them this week?
3: I don't think you, I don't think you completely load up on them because the prices aren't like uh, Mark Ingram level or Ernest Johnson level last week. These are still fairly competitive. Seven K six point two is not like total punts. So, and Minnesota's at home, and typically they've been a better defense at home over the years under Zimmer than they have on the road and they can cause a few problems. So I don't think you like loading up on him, but, uh, he looks like he could be pretty good though. He's got, he's got some real upside there from, uh, all the way back in his days in college when he was really good. So we'll see, man, you know how that plays out. But, uh, I don't think you, I don't think you lock him in or anything like that, but I like him. He's pretty good, but you got Aaron Rodgers there. You got Devontae Adams and they're going against Minnesota in a domed environment. Those guys are going to be, uh, Probably a little bit under owned, I think. Uh, Devontae hasn't really pull up his game log real quick, but he hadn't really had one of those mon- monster monster games in a while where he gets targeted at the goal line two three times and gets in. This could be the game, man, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit healthier now, and uh, they eat up Minnesota. So I like the Rodgers to Devontae stack. I don't ever mess with any of those other lizards or Cobbs or anybody like that. I stick with those guys. So you got a big three right there. I like Rodgers and Adams a little more than Dylan, but Dylan's fine. Minnesota, I think, uh, even though Green Bay's defense playing good, I think you can run it back with any of the, the you know, the big names, you know, Cousins, Cook, Jefferson, Thielen. I will very much pass on the Tyler Conklin big game. That's He got it out of his system, didn't hurt me too much, but I don't expect another two touchdown game out of him for a while. So I'll stick with the usual suspects here, but. This game, man, two two and a half point game. Interesting. This is interesting. But I got to hear what Beers' pick is since this is his squad. Before (laughs) before I make my pick, I need to hear what Beer
2: says.
1: All right, I'll jump in there. I'll throw mine in first. But but first, you know, Dylan, yes, a great play, but I agree completely, Chop. I think it could lower some of the ownership on Adams, and not that he's not going to have any ownership, uh, but he has been a monster against this Minnesota team. Two games last season, we're talking 21 catches on 28 targets, Five touchdowns uh, in two games against Minnesota. So uh, they have struggled against receivers. If Dylan's going to get all the love this week, uh, I don't mind pivoting over uh, to Devontae Adams, Minnesota side. Like I said, a lot of ways you could go. Feels like a a good mini stack game. Adams with Cook on the other side uh, or Jefferson paired with Dylan. But uh, I'm going to go under uh, on this game. The Green Bay defense has been playing well. Uh, Minnesota wants to run the balls uh, green Bay. If they can, they want to run the ball as well. So the clock can be rolling here. Uh, but that green Bay defense, even missing uh, some high end pieces are uh, playing extremely well right now. So divisional game, uh, this total just feels too high to me. So uh, I'm going to go under uh, on that 49 and a half, but Derek, love me some Devonte Adams in this spot this week.
2: Yeah, I'm going to disagree uh, on both accounts. I like the over in this game. And I also love, love, love A.J. Dillon, Um, Miami, or Minnesota. One of the worst run defenses in the league. I think they're 28th in DVOA against the run. I mean, Dillon's one of those guys that, uh, one of the better after contact guys. um, And he's getting a full workload. So I love Dillon. I still think you can play Devontae Adams. uh, And I'll call it now. I think uh, that Dillon Adams and then bring it back with Cooker Jefferson uh, is going to take down some tournaments this week. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, you know, cook back to 82% of the snaps last week. So, uh, you can certainly go that route. Um, but two concentrated offenses. Um, I don't trust the defenses in the spot. So I think it's a great game to stack and yeah, uh, I'll take the over.
1: All right, chop. All the cards are on the table here. We got an over, we got an under, where are you, where are you going here?
3: Uh, I'm just gonna, you, you, you both made good points on your total bets. So, uh, I'm going to abstain from that one. And I'm I'm going to take the – just it feels like kind of low-hanging fruit would probably bite me on this one. But, like, is Green Bay really going to lose to Minnesota? I don't think so. So And, and then we're getting less than a field goal, so then I'm going to have to catch a – it'd be really rough break not to cover the spread if they do win. So give me Green Bay.
1: All right, Green Bay. I'm falling behind on the chat. So I, I see you guys. Randy Owens checking in. Says, what's up, OGs? I'm back and still poor. So – Randy, welcome to the club here. So uh, we had Smokey the cat, cat, a double cat here. I had, had a quick question, so I'll throw this to you guys here. Uh, wants to know if Flex, Elijah Moore, shot Bateman, or Deontay Foreman. Chop, any quick thoughts on that one?
3: Uh, Flex, uh, Elijah, Bateman, or I mean, that's kind of ugly, but maybe let's go uh, just by process of elimination, Elijah Moore, because the other two guys I just really don't like very much.
1: All right, I'm going to go Bateman. I do have uh, some more optimism for that Baltimore passing game. And again, pretty pretty thin tree there with, with just Hollywood and Andrews. So uh, I want to like Foreman, uh, but uh, tough to, to trust him too much. Maybe this is a spot, though, uh, at home against Houston. So Derek, quick thoughts on that. Elijah Moore, Bateman, or Deontay Foreman in a flex?
2: Yeah, so I'll give him the third option and then uh, really confuse him. I'll go with uh, Foreman here. I just think uh, they're going to be running the ball a ton. Huge favorites at home against Houston, so there's going to be enough workload. I don't like him in DFS, but um, yeah, I like him a little bit better than those guys.
1: Double cat. We didn't didn't help you out at all there, (laughs) so I guess pick your favorite OG and roll with that. Our boy Don Yeezy uh, in the chat, so we appreciate him. Marcus Scott uh, in the house. You want to know, Derek, did you play Jacoby Myers last week? And Derek said he he was staying away, and uh, Myers ends up scoring. Did you have him in any lineups, Derek, or was it a true – a fade, and that's what got the touchdown done.
2: No, uh, I said I was going to fade him. I said I was getting my treatments for my Jacoby Myers problem, and, uh, yeah, they they worked, and so I faded him. And, obviously, uh, as predicted, you know, he scored his first touchdown.
1: All right, so hopefully you got somebody for us this week uh, that you're fading that we can plug in. But but, Marcus Scott asked about Cooks. We talked about him earlier. I think we're, you know, we, we like the target share for sure, a team playing from behind. So uh, I think we we're kind of lukewarm. I'm Brandon Cooks. All right, let's get back to the games. One more game in the early window. We have uh, the aforementioned Baltimore Ravens uh, down to minus four and a half here in Chicago, 45 on the total. We got news today. uh, Lamar Jackson dealing with an injury was sent home from, or an illness uh, was sent home from practice. Uh, Apparently it's not COVID uh, related. So uh, sounds like Lamar should be okay here uh, after a day or two of rest. Uh, Chicago coming off a bye here. Uh, Justin Fields has looked much better here Uh, over the last few weeks. So, uh, Chop, we'll stay with you. Do we trust Justin Fields? Any concern here uh, with Lamar Jackson and this illness? Uh, Kind of a middling total here, some low team totals, uh, and that spread dropping as well for Baltimore.
3: Uh, Well, I tell you, Lamar, this is gonna be one of the ones that we're gonna look back on Sunday maybe and say we we were on the wrong side because of this Lamar news. It depends on what he does, but uh, assuming he not only plays, but he feels halfway decent, which is a big is a big factor right there. How how bad you feel when you play, if if you do play, like uh it's tough. But like if he were to be out, this offense would go into the can. I mean, they're trying to give the ball to Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray and and uh Le'Veon Bell everywhere. That's terrible. So uh Lamar is definitely the most uh, valuable player to his offense of any quarterback in the NFL. So uh, if, he, if he's not healthy, they're in trouble. If he is healthy, I don't. Have, I still don't have a lot of love for this offense just because of what I said. They're trying to jam the ball with some old running backs, and uh, they're just not really turning some of the other guys loose enough, in my opinion, and Chicago's not a bad defense to be playing at home against. So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot. I just don't have a whole lot of interest there, let's be honest. And for the Chicago side, nah. No. Justin Fields, like, I'd like to see how he does against this defense because they're going to present some things to him that he hasn't seen yet in the NFL. Maybe he's really good against uh, a cover zero blitz or, and things like that. I don't know. Like Baltimore does some exotic things on defense. So if he can handle this, then we duly note it going forward. But until then, I'm not going to trust him. And he has not shown any ability to get the ball to Allen Robinson. Ah, uh, very little to Cole Komet, nothing big, and a little bit to Mooney, but not enough to, for me to feel comfortable with. So, ah, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm out on that game. I'm out on Chicago DFS wise, and I don't have much interest in Baltimore either. So, with that being said, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark on the under here.
1: All right, I'm on the other side of this one. Uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic here. I, I love Lamar in the spot. Uh, I, I, the Chicago defense has not been great against quarterbacks uh, or receivers. In fact, over the last month. Uh, bottom five against both positions here. So uh, I love the Lamar to Hollywood Brown. Uh, oh, well,
3: I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, now you now you know. Too now late. You know. That pick that pick is locked in. But they have been good against tight ends uh, this season. So maybe Andrew struggles a little bit. That pushes more uh, to Hollywood to Bateman. So Lamar's illness to me just helps. Uh, it'll knock down the ownership a little bit, Derek. Uh, I'm very optimistic on him as far as Chicago. I want to like Justin Fields here, but the the question is, same thing Chop brought up, who do you pair him with? I I think it's Darnell Mooney who's had a couple games uh, here recently that have been pretty solid. Uh, You also have David Montgomery back uh, as the full-time running back, but uh, all Baltimore for me here. I love Lamar paired with Brown, and I'm going to go over here. I I think we get more points uh, than than are expected. So we got an over and under Derek. uh, So break the tie here. You're uh, You're going one way or the other in this game.
2: Yeah, uh, I won't break the tie. Um, I'll let you guys battle that out. I actually like Chicago to cover at home. Uh, Baltimore just let a lot of bad teams, you know, stay close, stay competitive uh, this season. You have the Lamar, uh, you know, illness, whatever it may be. I'm not worried about that. I mean, you remember last year against the Browns when he was uh, running to the locker room, coming back out uh, with new pants on? And uh, yeah, that that was uh, pretty funny. But he still played well. So as long as he's out there, I think he's going to be fine. Um, And you mentioned that the defense of the Bears has been struggling. The defense of the Ravens has been really struggling. They've lost uh, a few pieces in their secondary early in the season. Um, I think they're 24th in DVOA against the pass. So I don't mind looking at Justin Fields as like a punt. Over his last four games, he's had 43 rushing yards, 38, 103, and 45. So we're finally getting that rushing upside. You mentioned he's been throwing to Mooney a lot. I kind of like that um, as a lower-owned stack. And yeah, I like the Lamar side too. So I would go with the over, um, but I'm going to take the Bears at home.
1: All right. Chicago at home for Derek. And we have our afternoon games to go, but wanted to, to update you guys on uh, some of the, the happenings over at our OGs contest on FanDuel. Uh, give a shout out to some of the top performers uh, from last week. We also have uh, some more promotions for you guys. So stay tuned uh, for that. But fifth place, we had Jay Sam's four. A uh, 151.44 in that lineup. Uh, Diggs and Allen is a popular stack. You're going to see a lot. to uh, had those cheap running backs with, with Johnson uh, and Ingram. Uh, so solid lineup there. Our boy, DB730, Dan Bach of Roto-Grinders, coming in uh, fourth place here uh, in our Week 10 contest. So let, let's see what Dan ran out there. 152.74. Uh, Dak, uh, two Lamb and Cooper. So the double stack there had Ramondre Stevenson, only 2.7% owned. Uh, solid outing there. Also had Dearness Johnson. Uh, Colts defense uh, gave him 14 points. So uh, DB coming in top four. Congrats to him. My Jimmy, my R Jimmy three, uh, third place, 154. Uh, he had Tom Brady who struggled a little bit. Brady to Evans. So uh, despite that stack, had Dearness Johnson in this lineup as well. Stefan Diggs, Jonathan Taylor, the big game, uh, and Mark Ingram. So congrats to Jimmy on his third-place finish. Tuscaloosa Johnny, second place, uh, rocking that RG logo, 154.24. Uh, he also had Allen uh, to Diggs, the cheap running backs in Johnson and uh, in Ingram. Jonathan Taylor survived some down games, tried to double stack with Cole Beasley, only 2.5 there, uh, but 23 from the Dallas defense at just 3.5% owned. Uh, and our winner, also rocking the RG badge, Magic Man 2, 155.7. Uh, also had the Allen and Diggs combo. D. Ernest Johnson in that lineup. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, two touchdowns for him. Uh, and the aforementioned Jacoby Myers uh, in that lineup, finding the end zone. Uh, so congrats to Magic Man 2. So, uh, Chop, do we have the season-long leaderboard? Let's take a look there and see if we see any – Familiar faces. We got to check in on urinal cakes like we do uh, each and every week. Uh, and we're going to update everybody on a new promotion. Uh, we're going to be running out here for the rest, uh, for this week at least. We'll see if it's going to be the rest of the year or not. But uh, Chop, what are we seeing on that season long leaderboard?
3: Yeah, 4794 still up top there uh, in first place. JMB Week fan fell to fourth. Some other guys uh, moved up there. Let me scroll down because that DB with that big week, I bet he moved up quite a bit. Let me look here. Urinal cakes at 19. There you All right. go. All right. He's, he's doing it. DB seven. Come on now. He's got to be here. Notorious at 41. What? What's going on here, man? He's sneaking up on us, man. Where are you guys? Him. Oh, DB's at 61. That's interesting. Notorious is 24. DB just took a top five and Notorious is still. I think Notorious is sandbagging us a little bit. He's doing better than what he leads, leads on here, man. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> you're gonna be scrolling a while look, looking for us. Yeah, so I know we're, we're not. We're, this we, is, don't, we don't have that kind of time. Yeah, I'm here. not,
3: not going. I'm not about to flip through ten pages on FanDuel to get to my. <laughs> literally, I was, I was. I think I was like bottom ten last week. I I picked the. I picked. The, I had three lines to choose from that I run on FanDuel, and I picked the nut worst one I had. So. I was really, I was like 370th or something like that. I'm not, I'm not anywhere in contention, but it looks like Notorious is up there, man.
1: Making a run representing for us, Noto. So we love it. Yeah, it's been, it's been a rough go uh, on Fandle for sure. So again, we don't have time to scroll, uh, but we do have time to, we're going to, we're going to add to the Annie here. We're going to Annie up a little bit for you guys. So we appreciate the support, but we want to get this thing filled. Came up a little bit short last week. So make sure. Uh, I see, I see the dean seven eight nine zero four there, chop. I, I see you stopping on his name, uh, but we want we we, we want to up the ante here. So what we want to do, uh, moving forward, uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll just start with one week and, and see how this goes, see how you guys respond to it. But we want to give out some NFL premium uh, to the winners as well uh, for this season and for next season, or combo premium. Uh, we're talking every single sport. Uh, if you are rocking that roto grinders badge and you take this thing down, so. Uh we'll we'll roll this out for a week. Uh we need to fill this tournament though. So make sure you guys are getting your entries uh and if you got buddies, you're you're in a season long league, say, "Hey, come check this out." Give them the link. It's fanduel.com/og pass it around. Again, 500 spots. We want to get this thing full, but we are adding extra prizes on top of the extra prizes we already had. So again, uh you take this thing down. We're talking NFL premium uh for this season. Uh, we'll have some, some prizes for next season's NFL package as well uh, and combo premium packages for anyone that wins this thing with the Roto-Grinders logo. So uh, we, we're filling this thing up. But we may continue to roll that out each and every week. So we're going to try it a uh, trial basis uh, one week. But again, Vandal.com OG. Come join the tournament. Uh, see if you can pass me and chop. Should, shouldn't take much to get that accomplished. And if you can catch uh, DB and Notorious, on that season long leaderboard, it's not too late. Top 10 scores count single entry tournament, $7 buy in, $5,000 to the winner. 4794 remains on top, looking good uh, for that $5,000, but uh, still anybody's ball game. So, fanduel.com slash OG, go and check it out uh, today. All right, guys, let's get back to the games here. Uh, for, actually, we got to update our, our, our bet here, our picks. Uh, we have a new leader, so I got to give him a shout out here. Chop making a move here Uh, late, late into the season. So uh, Chop with six correct last week, sits on top at 57. Uh, Derek uh, gave up the lead, uh, stumbled a little bit last week, Derek, just three and eight, uh, still sitting in second place at 56. uh, And I'm down at 53, uh, another four on the board for me. So not great. A couple fours in a row here. Uh, Chop leading Derek by one uh, and me by four. So still a tight race. Uh, We'll see if Chop can separate here with his week 11 picks. So three-game afternoon slate uh, here in week 11. We'll start with Cincinnati and Las Vegas. Uh, Cincinnati now minus one here, uh, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, 50 on the total, Chop. So uh, Cincinnati coming off a bye. Uh, This looks like a very good spot for them. Vegas has struggled against running backs. Uh, So Mixon is one of my favorite running back plays of the week. Uh, Burrow to Chase to Higgins is in a good spot. My question is, what do we do on the Raiders' side? Can we trust Carr? Can we trust Waller? Can we trust these receivers? The split backfield—a lot of questions on that Vegas side, chop.
3: You know, I I call a lot of flack in my DMs when I when I called Darren Waller. You know, uh, maybe a little bit over overrated, but he's pro- he's proven me right so far. He hasn't he hasn't broken through and done anything since week one, really. I mean, it's just for the price tag he's consistently like second or third highest price tied in up there with behind kelsey and and the, the flavor of the week whoever that might have. sometimes it's Kittle, sometimes it's andrews whatever but uh he hadn't done it and then you know you lost uh henry ruggs and i think it really hurts the offense and josh jacobs i don't think he can be trusted right now i don't know just, something doesn't just doesn't look right with this offense so uh I'm not on I'm not on them in DFS. Cincinnati, I love I love targeting a team like this coming off a of bye week to get those those injuries healthy and I think they're all going to be out there and amped up in this game and feeling good. I love Joe Mixon in this spot. I love uh Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow's got plenty of weapons here, so I like them all. I'm not, not going to try to pin it down, but if I did, I'd say Joe Mixon is my favorite. Just Generally speaking, though, because of the bye week and the way the Raiders kind of look like they're hitting a wall, to me, I'm taking Cincinnati here.
1: Yeah, I love the Bengals uh, in the spot uh, coming off the bye. Now that's been good for some teams, bad for others. But uh, you nailed the chop, Cincinnati or the Vegas Raiders started out hot. Uh, it's been a struggle here ever since. Just got throttled uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, I think Cincinnati rolls here. I love mixing. I've been so productive, and even without workhorse touches sure he's getting you know 17 18 but uh there's room for more here and this vegas defense uh, has struggled big time against the running back position uh bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed this season and over the last month so uh derek uh, two cincinnati picks a, a lot of cincinnati love in dfs uh can you give us anything from the Raiders? side we got some waller uh in the chat from josh duck we got some hunter renfro uh from our boy don yeezy are you trusting any of these raiders here this week against the Bengals?
2: Yeah, I think it depends on how much exposure I end up having to uh, mix in Jamar Chase. I think they're both very good options, and if I play them, I'll want to bring it back. Um, if I play both of them, especially, so uh, I'll have a little bit of Rampro, especially on a full PPR site uh, like DraftKings, a little less appealing on FanDuel. And then Waller, I mean, you get the feeling he's going to break out, but like Todd mentioned, I mean, he just hasn't been great this season. So I uh, love the spot for Chase and you know T. Higgins continues to rack up those air yards and uh, everyone on Twitter complains about it each and every week when they play him and uh, you know he just doesn't do much with them uh, you get the feeling he's going to have a big a big week as well but um yeah I, I like Mixon I like Chase and we're adding to the parlay card so none of us are going to be making up ground on this one give me the Bengals
1: all right 3 for 3 on Cincinnati going on the parlay card we will add that to our earlier pick was Tennessee minus 10 so Uh, Two picks on the card. We'll see if we add to that here uh, with two games to go. Derek, we'll stay with you. Arizona uh, in our next game, traveling to Seattle. uh, Cardinals minus two and a half, 48 uh, on the total. Obviously, we're waiting uh, to hear on Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. It it sounds optimistic uh, on Kyler. It sounds about the best we've heard uh, recently. So likely back in that lineup, but uh, we'll see. We still got a few days to go. Uh, As for Seattle, question there on Chris Carson. Uh, I'm going to update some, some of the latest injuries uh, we're getting uh, as we record here momentarily, but uh, Derek, that Seattle offense just looked lost. Did they rush Russell Wilson back? Was it the green Bay defense? First time he's ever been shut out uh, as a starting quarterback. So do they bounce back here? Uh, Maybe people are avoiding this offense. Uh, Do you spot here to attack uh, against this Cardinals defense?
2: This kind of reminds me of uh, two weeks ago when uh, the Niners kind of put up a dud against the Cardinals and then came back and, uh, you know, trounced the the Rams last week. Uh, this just kind of happens in some of these division games. I know uh, Green Bay isn't in Seattle's division, but a um, chance to bounce back at home, uh, it's at least interesting. Um, so I think their offense is fine. Um, I, I'll have a few shares of Metcalf, a few shares of Lockett. Don't really feel the need to pair them up with Wilson. Uh, more of an interest in a one-off there for me. And I uh, still can't trust the running game. Um, and then on the other side, yeah, James Conner, uh, above 80% snap share last week, 81.8. A lot of people were talking about, you know, Benjamin kind of cutting into that workload potentially, but uh, we didn't really see it. So I don't mind going back to James Conner, especially if Kyler ends up being active. I think that's going to help the offense as a whole. And yeah, I don't have a strong take on the game. I guess I will take the over.
1: All right. I'm going to go under in this one. I do like James Connor a lot in the spot. I mean, the dude just scores touchdowns every week. Now that's if Kyler's back, obviously a big boon to that offense, but I still think Connor going to get a ton of work there. I like correlating him with one of those receivers. Like you mentioned, Derek don't necessarily need Russell Wilson in that lineup, but I'm going to go under on this game. I think Seattle's offense continue to struggle a little bit. I think Kyler may struggle a little bit coming back from injury. So uh, might be an uglier type game so connor for me a uh, uh, Seattle receiver uh, but I'm gonna go under so chop again uh, settle the tire we get a shootout we get an ugly game or you're you hitting that spread another two and a half for you to to debate over here chop
3: yeah i i I'm hitting the spread i don't i just, you guys uh I could see this game really going either way like you said i mean Russell versus Kyler could be a shootout But like you said, Beer, uh, I've seen enough Seattle games to know that this could also be a 13-10 to just snore fest. That's just the way Pete Carroll plays it sometimes. So I can't touch the the total. I'll touch the spread here in a minute. But everything revolves around Kyler being in this game and being healthy. So he's going to make Arizona. Like if you told me Kyler wasn't playing right now, I'm easily hammering Seattle. But, you know, we don't know. And I think Kyler does. One loss. I think maybe if they win that game last week, You say, okay, we bought another week. Let's keep him out again and, and, you know, get him 100%. But now you've lost. So now now you don't have that luxury. So I think he comes back along with DeAndre. So, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the whole offense here if he plays Kyler, Connor, and whichever receivers you want to pick. For Seattle, typically they're a little bit better at home. They're a lot better at home than they are on the road most of the time under Russell Wilson. So they got that going for them. I think Russell has a little bit of success here, finding DK and or Tyler. Lockett, one or the other. I'll pass on the running game, but uh, there's some good there's some good components here to this game offensively. So uh, I'm on those guys. But as uh, far as picking the spread here, boy, I would hate, man, I would hate to 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 stick with a, an Arizona bet here and then have have my my hopes rest on Colt McCoy again because that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 waiting for disaster. But Spreads just so low, man. If Kyler plays, it's an easy Arizona for me. If he doesn't, it's an easy Seattle. I'm gonna go Seattle with their backs against the wall, being at home. They if they don't win, if they don't start winning games, they're not gonna make the playoffs. Not that I think they are anyway, but they'll officially be eliminated pretty soon. So give me Russell, man, back home.
1: Yeah, they may think about shutting Russell Wilson down uh, if this thing continues to, to swirl around the toilet. So I guess they're still in the hunt. So that graphic will start popping up here uh, on all your local broadcasts, but uh, Seattle uh, for CHOP. So we had Cade Smith in the chat. Can we ask questions here? Absolutely, that's what we're here for. Uh, so Cade, get it in. We're wrapping up here uh, pretty quickly here, just reaching an hour, so a little bit overtime here. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, for hanging out uh, and checking out the podcast. Whether you've been here the whole time, you're new, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you, so thank you for listening. Last game on the docket. Chop, we're going to go to you here. This one, obviously, uh, the highlight of the slate here this week. We have your Dallas Cowboys traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. A uh, latest spread here. We got Kansas City minus 2.5, but that thing's heavily juiced at minus 118 on Fandles, so it may push to minus 3, but we're going to leave it uh, at 2.5 here for our betting purposes. Uh, That total now up to 56 in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, Chop, you had to be pleased last week. Cowboys, uh, with a no-brainer, do most of the damage uh, in the first half against Atlanta. A strong game from Dak. C.D. Lamb, before he left the game, uh, was on pace for a huge game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, two touchdowns. So, seemingly everybody got there. Uh, On the Dallas side, we also saw the Chiefs uh, really snap back and put a big performance on the board uh, against the Raiders, two touchdowns. For Tyreek Hill, big game for Darrell Williams. Uh, as far as injuries, uh, CEH doesn't sound like he's going to be back. I know there was some talk uh, he could return. They may hold him out uh, until after their bye, so we may not see him until uh, week 13. So, chop. obviously, this game, you, you can name almost anybody and say they're in play. This is the game everybody's going to stack. Left, right, every which way, how do we get different? Is always the question I want to know here. Uh, with this game. So should be some fireworks. What do you got here, Chop? How do we get different Dallas and Kansas city?
3: Yeah. How do we get different? Great question. I don't know, because they are all in play and typically, you know, there's a bunch of big names here that you want to go to and, and doing anything too off the script is probably going to cost you money. Like, so I don't know, man, it's, it's tough. How do you, they're all in play. That's it's the clearly the best game stack of the day, but it'll be the most popular game stack of the day. Uh, how do I get different? Maybe you go Dalton Schultz instead of uh, C.D. Lamb as as your uh, Dak Prescott pairing or, or something. Maybe maybe even and, – and I don't even like this guy when everybody's healthy, but maybe you go Michael Gallup instead of uh, Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb, something like that. So that's the only way you're going to get different because this is going to be a popular game on the flip side. I mean, yeah, everybody knows if you want to stack KC, you do Mahomes and you either double stack him with Hill and Kelsey or you – with just Hill or just with Kelsey, that's the way you know. Like the other guys, just aren't really typically don't do very Pringle and Hardman. They just rarely like really get there. So maybe instead of that that passing stack, maybe you go Daryl Williams with no C E H back, something like that. But they're all in play, so I can't really can't really definitively say that. Now, as far as this uh, sp- this uh, spread or total, I'll say this much: I don't trust the Dallas defense. I think they're okay, but if KC truly is back, and I, I don't know if they're back or not, or if they ever really left, I don't know, but this is going to be a tough matchup because Tyreek, and you don't want to shadow him with anybody, much less Trayvon Diggs, who's you know who been good, but this is not a good matchup to be shadowing Tyreek Hill, man. And uh, so there's a lot of holes there. I think KC can score, but I absolutely know 100% – unless there's some weather issues or something like that. There's no way KC is stopping Dallas. There's just no way, no chance. You can take that one to the – you can take that Dallas team total to the bank. All right, so that's easy money. So
1: can't pick a spread, so just give me the over here. Take it to the bank, he says. Uh, Famous last words. I like it, Chop. A A lot of conviction in that. I'm actually gonna go on the other side. i'm gonna I'm gonna go under on this game. And I think the way to be different in DFS as dangerous as it may be, is to be underweight on this game., uh, there's so many good plays here. Everyone again is gonna be all over this game. and it's scary, no doubt. I mean, I could name ten guys that get there that break the slate on this game, but I'm gonna probably be underweight on this one. I think I don't know that we get the shootout. A lot of people are expecting. Uh, so that's the way I'm going to be a little bit different on it. Uh, again, a lot of pieces I like in this game, you, you could say Amari Cooper as a way to get different, uh, who had a down game. I like the Dalton Schultz call. I could go to the other side and say Darrell Williams uh, maybe is their forgotten man. So I'm not going to fade it completely, uh, but the stacking-wise, Derek, I just don't know how you're going to stack this that's going to be uh, any different than anybody else. So I'm going to say under on it. I'm going to be underweight on it in DFS, as crazy as it may seem. Uh, that, that, that's the early outlook here. So, uh, Derek, where do you come out? We, we got an overbet with chop, uh, an under with me. Are you any in, in the middle? Are you taking one side here? Finish us up here for week 11, Dallas and Kansas city.
2: Yeah. You guys both made good points. Uh, I don't think I can be underweight on this game. I just think it has uh, too much potential from a DFS perspective. I think the way to get different is Darrell Williams. I mean, he played great last week. He made that great catch in the end zone as well and uh, if CEH is out, he's going to be the guy. Um, He's playing 60-plus percent of the snaps. He's uh, looked good while he's out there. He's getting the goal line work as well, so I like him as kind of a differentiation play, and people are still down on Travis Kelsey. I know he topped 100 yards last week, but I think he's uh, another way to get a little bit of, uh, you know, contrarian exposure to the Chiefs. Perhaps you just, you know, fade Tyreek um, and then go with the Mahomes-Williams-Kelsey stack. I think that'll be Uh, contrarian at least a little bit everyone's in play on Dallas I love the spot for for their offense Um, Dak's going to be my favorite quarterback player of the week Um, pair him up with whoever you want Zeke's is fine as well and my pick is gonna be oh man I love both of these teams but I'll just take the home team since it's not three points so give me uh give me KC and uh you know the chat they're talking about some season long so Chad we need an update
1: Yep. Chop. We'll, we'll get to the question here from Cade Smith in a minute, but, uh, we're 10 weeks in. So I I believe we were seven and two last week. Did did we push that to eight and two here? Chop. We did. Nice. (laughs) Well done. All right. How's the matchup looking for this week?
3: Uh, I haven't he, looked yet <laughs> he hasn't even looked
1: that's the beauty of the of the OGs it's always our first look uh, at the slate to kind of digging into things uh, a lot of stuff going on obviously NBA golf yada yada so uh, as far as Kate Smith's question he wants to know should should he trade Darrell Williams and Christian Kirk for DK Metcalf I, I'm smashing accept on that thing I mean Kansas City has a buy I believe next week CEH going to be back so I do think Williams has earned a role but uh, DK Metcalf is too good here. I, I, I'm, that's an easy trade for me. You guys got any quick thoughts on that? Yeah,
3: you give me DK all day in yep. that scenario.
1: Yep. Derek? Yep, yep. except uh, instantly. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully you already hit except on that, Kate. I just wanted to update some, some injuries real quick here uh, while we have them. I know it's going long on the, on the pod, but uh, no practice for James Robinson on Wednesday. Same for Curtis Samuel. Elijah Mitchell, not practicing today, but expected to play. Uh, We had uh, Dallas Goddard, also questionable. And then Cole Beasley, no practice Wednesday. Chris Carson, no practice Wednesday. And Alvin Kamara returned uh, to practice on Wednesday, but no Taysom Hill. So uh, those are the latest updates as we record the show. But guys, thank you again for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Last time I mentioned this, but please let's fill this thing up. So tell some people. Tell your season-long buddies. Tell whoever it is. FanDuel.com slash OG. We're adding uh, premium to the to the prize pool as well. Uh, make sure you're rocking that Roto-Grinders logo uh, as your avatar there uh, in this contest. But uh, a fun, fun contest. Uh, and we'll highlight some of the winners each and every week uh, and keep looking at that season-long leaderboard as we get closer uh, to somebody taking down 5000 additional dollars uh, in this tournament. So, uh, we love the setup of this thing. We worked hard to get this thing set up. Uh, if you guys enjoy the show, you enjoy what we do, uh, you enjoy FanDuel, whatever it may be, uh, enter that contest at FanDuel.com OG. So, guys, final thoughts for the people here. A little bit long on the pod. We had a lot to cover today. The chat was great as always, so appreciate your involvement and uh, in your questions. So, Derek, we'll go to you. Final thoughts, week 11.
2: Yeah, as always, thanks for joining us. Join the OG contest if you can. We'd appreciate it. Um, I'm ready for the snow to start falling here. Uh, I'm ready for some, uh, you know, bright snow out here and then ready for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, we'll get our uh, you know, hot turkey takes uh, next week. But um, thanks for joining us. Good luck, everybody. And uh, let's have uh, some OGs in the top top 20, at least uh, in, in the OG contest.
1: All right, we'll, we'll see if we can dig out a performance here, Chop. One, one of us got got to get up there with, with Derek and represent the show here. Chop, final thoughts for the people. Week 11, what do you got?
3: Yeah, good luck. And uh, one, last, uh, one last prize I'm going to throw on top of the OGs. If the whole thing fills, I mean, at maximum capacity, the whole thing fills, the winner will get... A special FaceTime with beer, and he's going to take you through some tur- some <laughs> tips on making turkey this oh, just for your giving dinner. To, so yeah, it's extra, is a little extra juice on there for you guys. So get there in there, go. man, that thing, but only if it fills.
1: <laughs> there you go. And, and I'm a big fellas. You know I can eat. There's going to be some some food going down for sure. But uh yeah, I mean let, let's fill this thing for for real, guys. We appreciate it. slash uh, og So thank you so much for listening. For Notorious for Head Chopper, I am Beer saying salut. We are the DFS OGs. Good luck this week, and we'll see you next week.